we'll first go to the Karbanas Anasim. We find a Dovah Muzer. Very, very strange. The Karbanas Anasim were duplicate Karbanas. Every single carbon was the same, exactly. And the Torah Gdash is Marech. A whole parsha. It's bigger, just the Karbanas Anasim is bigger than some parshas in the Torah. Just the Pesukim of the Karbanas Anasim. Just to be redundant again and again and again. What, what, what is going on? It's not a new kasha. The Rishonim asked this question. There's Mashmois in the Midrash Chazal. The Chazal were bothered with this question. It's a difficult Ramban. The Ramban seems to say that although the Korbanos on the sea were duplicated, right, tackled the same Korbanos, but each one of them had their own Kavone. Kavone miyuchedes. Each Nasi had his own, his own thought process, his own inspiration, and therefore the Torah Agadoshe lists them individually. That's what the Ramban basically is, Mavar. The problem with the Teretz of the Ramban to understand the difficulty is that you can't learn the Ramban Kepshutoi, because if that's all the Torah was trying to convey, then there's a different answer. The Torah could have said, the Korbanas, what they were. And then it could have gone through each Nasi and listed each Nasi separately with macro of these Korbanas. Instead of going through the whole regiment of the Korbanas again, just listing the Siam individually. Because after all, the structure of the Korbanas was the same. It was just they were macro of it with a different Kavona. So instead of the Torah being Markiv 70 Psukim or whatever it is on the Korbanas on the Siam, the Torah could have gone and said, these are the Korbanos Anasim, this is what they brought, and then went through each Nasi, starting from Nachshon and going all the way down, and say, each one brought a Korban. Korbanos each one brought these Korban. Instead of listing it again and again and again, obviously there's something more the Torah is conveying. In the actual structure of the Korbanos, which the were duplicated, even according to the Ramban, the structure of the Korbanos themselves were duplicated. So this stands out so much in this parasha. It's a roi of the parasha that you have to get a better understanding. What's the pshat in this? Another very strange thing that we find in the Korbanos on the scene is that Korbanos on the scene obviously represented very lofty, high madregas. And Chazal explained to us each one, the Kevis of Avram Avinu, the Isle of Yitzchak, big things that were marumas in these korbanos. And each one of them reflects the madrega of the others. Till it gets to Yankif. When it comes to Yankif, when it comes to the to Kvosim, so Chazal tell us the Kvosim were connected Yankif Avinu. And Chazal say, Al shame. The Posuk, Fakvosim Hifrid Yankif. This was Yaakov Avinu when he was working out his prophets, his prophet sharing with Lovan Arami. So there's a Posuk there that talks about the sheep. Now by the Chanukah Sanasim. So we're going from Akedas Yitzchok to Avom Avinu's biggest Madregis of Chesed. 
And now we want to be Mirabiz Yankiv Avinu. So you think we'd be Mirabiz Yankivish Tam Yoshivaholam? Take the Mida of Yaakov Avinu, some Spitz Mida. Instead, we go, we bring up this Gesheft, uh, some kind of business he had with his father in law. And that's, that's what we'll make Mechanech the Mishkan with. There has to be Haloidoverhu. There has to be something behind it. So now let's go back to the beginning. The beginning of the parasha, we have the parasha's nausea, we have parasha's soita, and we have parasha's trumasumaisris. All of those parashas, the Torah is megalatos, why they're connected. Nausea is connected because horoya soita bekulkuli azaratzerim the wine has a connection to Znus. So there's an Indian of Yazaratzmeh Minayayin. The reason why it says Trimusum Aisris, it's difficult, but at least Chazal will give us an explanation. Ms. Tamar Brochus remembers this from Tafsamach Gimel and Brochus. The Chazal tells us over there that somebody who's not Makhbet and Trimusum Aisris, the end will be that his wife will become a Soit. Right? Somebody doesn't give his Trimusum Aisris to the coin. So everybody asks on that. But the two, the two kashas that stand out is that, number one, what's the shaykhs? If he doesn't give trumas and to the coin, he should be punished with some monetary punishment. He should lose his money. Okay, He's holding back the money from the coin. He should lose his money. Or something in that realm. But the bigger kasha. So this is the first kash I'm sure Eilam remembers in the past we said that you have to be mechabi yourself to the koyin. That's the thing of Shumus to have a koyin, you have to have an Odom Godel that you connect with, whatever. The bigger kasha is why is his wife being punished for what he did? What's the pshat? He did, because he didn't give Shumus Amaisris. It's not his wife's obligation. His wife doesn't have a chiv. The husband has a chiv to give Shumus Amaisris. It's his grain. It's his, he is a chiv. It's his produce. Why is his wife being punished with his avera? Was a pshat in there. I brought down once a chiddush from Ksav Seifer. But it's shalaykeh pshuta. It's a chap. The Ksav Seifer has a chap. The way the Ksav Seifer learns, it doesn't really mean soif shatista ishta. It doesn't really mean that. Meaning, it doesn't mean somebody doesn't give shumas and ice his wife will turn into a soif. What chazal means is something else. They mean... Of course, a soita happens when, a, when, a, when there's a chsar and sneers. Right? Chsar and sneers. But the Ksav Seifer says, listen, Lamaisa, a guy has a, a wife who's ready to be a soita. Why, why is he handling? What's he handling with her for? Taking her to base Hamigdash? Give her the Mayama? Just give her a get. <laughs> give her a get. The whole, obviously, it's Nishkan Chayse Shalom Bayezer. You're talking about kinui and stira, and till you get to the site that you bring in the base hamigdash, it means that the, the, this is not a couple honeymooning. There's already there the, the marriage is already completely deteriorated. So why doesn't the guy instead of going to base hamigdash, what does he want? His wife should plot. Vosvilel, vosvilel. Give her a get. He can't afford a ksub. Any guy. That t- schleps his wife to base hamigdash. It means he's so poor, he can't afford a ksubit. So the alternative is: listen, if she has to plot, she'll plot. If she doesn't plot, I'll keep her. You know, I can't afford it. Basically, I don't have the leisure of a divorce. So that's not going to be the connected 
The guy kept his money. He didn't give his money to the coin. He became an old man. But the emphasis is that the, the portion Chazal, when you read the Chazal, although the Chap is a beautiful Chap, the Chazal is mashman at that, so you'll become a Saitan. Not that you won't be able to afford a Ksuba. This mashman is more of a Chibu. So, I want to share with you a simple, I think it's a simple Pshat. And it's something to think about. Something to think about throughout life. It also connects to why when we have a soitim based hamigdosh, we take the karka mishkan. We take from the earth of the mishkan and we mix it into the water. Not so clear why we take the earth. The shem shemayim. That already the maral is mark of the yiria, because maral talks about the fact that we erase Hashem's name, and he has an interesting idea the maral. And I've mentioned this maral in Hanukkah time a couple of years ago. The Maral is a fascinating pshat. The Maral learns that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Sholem, Ushmoi Sholem. The Barnasham is, 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 is represents peace. So he says, if you take Hashem's name and you erase it in the water to bring Sholem, that's not Mechikah. That's not Mechikah, Hashem. On a higher level, that's not called erasing Hashem's name. That's using Hashem's name. That's the ultimate use of the Rabbanu Shalom's name, Lasei Shalom. But why do we take dirt from the Mishkan? Why do we take earth from the, from the ground of the Mishkan, mix it in the water? What does that reflect? Obviously, there could be Grace Zachen. But I want to tell you a simple thought, a simple idea of why we take from the Karka Mishkan. And perhaps this will also explain to us how the Hanukkah Sanasiyim plays into these other... Because Chazal tell us, But what about Hanukkah Samishkan? This will, this will weave Hanukkah Samishkan into it as well. One of the big mistakes people make in life, as, as, as Yidin, is that we think that there are really three channels in life. There are three channels. One channel, one root, is to be to be a Kaddish, a holy person. Kemat didn't eat. Kemat didn't sleep. Torah, the Abish, the Klaus, so that's all he cared about. I still think about his apartment. I can't get it out of my mind. When I, when I used to go to him once or twice a year, and every time I was in his apartment, I was the Aeneas of that apartment. That apartment was a hovel. A hovel. For $10,000, they could have made it beautiful. Just painted it and put in some lighting. It's, I'm not talking about anything big. I could do it for $10,000. I could have made that apartment beautiful. So my own, I would come up with my own crew. For $10,000. The beginning, the first couple of times, I was nervous enough to tell one of the Gabon there, listen, do you mind if I bring a, a crew in here? And we'll make it... I'm not, I'm not talking about making it a base Reichman. I'm talking about a light from the ceiling instead of a wire hanging down. Fix the cracks in the wall. Just push it. Get him a chair. He sat on this high riser with the chair backwards on the bed like this. Come on. Dr. Godlador. 
So we think in our minds that's one channel, Ravar and Leibstein. You know, a different planet. And then, Chas V'Sholem, off the derech, people that have no shaykhs to Yiddishkeit and no, no connection to spirituality, they don't daven, they don't keep mitzvahs garnished. And then most of us feel, you know, we belong down the middle road. The middle road. Oh, the shtickle ruchni is. Hagans the shtickle gashim is. We daven, go to a shir. Not chas v'sholem devoid, that the life should have no spirituality. And Lemaise, it's a lemon gans kishmak. To live gans kishmak. I told Oyla many times that when I was a kid, the first maggot I ever heard before of Shalom Shadron was Rav Galinsky. Rav Yankov Galinsky, he was in America. And he spoke. First thing I was misspoke from his height. He was mamish. I was taller than him when I was a little boy. He was a little, he was a great man, very little. When he, when he spoke by the bima, kemat, you know, he, he just made it above the bima. I still remember him saying, Rabbi Sai, Gashmius stinked. Gashmius stinks. That's what he said. And I was a Heverman, I guess I still am a little bit. And as he said it, I was thinking, Rav Kalinsky, Miss Tommy lives in a one room apartment. You know, with ten kids. Something looks something like a shine in his apartment. Take Zain Gashmius stink. My gosh, I have my own room. I'm comfortable. I have an air conditioner. Mein gosh, is ganz fine. Sein gosh, is Right? That was the, the error that I made as a kid. The Benish Chai, in his Pirish in Kohelis, he says, that's Pshat in the beginning of Kohelis. Shlomo Melch starts talking about his Ani Kohelis, so you see Melch Rishulayim, and he starts telling everything he has. He, he seems to, to blow his horn. What I have, I have this and I have that. And I saw everything. Listen. So Ben Ishchai says, the Pshat is that Shlomo Melch starts to say for Koyelos. Koyelos is where he tells you, Hevel Avolom HaKol Hevel. Gash me stinked, right? The same thing what Galinsky said. He said, Sezok to Ben Ishchai, Shlomo Melch starts by saying, don't make a mistake to think Ichvez is Gash me. Ichvez ganz fine. I know more about Gashmi than all of you know. But I have it all. So basically, the Benish Chai is saying, Radinsky, don't make a mistake to think that Harav Galinsky is Gashmi Yishtink. Gashmi Yishtink. Yeah? But most of us feel Gashmi doesn't stink. It's ganz fine. And, and Lemaise, we will have a shtickle, we learn a shtickle. We don't want to live a life with nothing, no, no spirituality. We're not Rav Steinemann, and Baruch Hashem, we're not off the derech. We, that's the approach. But it's a tremendous error we make. Because the truth is that there are only two approaches. The approach is either off the derech or Rav Steinemann. And what do I mean, Rav Steinemann? Rav Steinemann is the goal. Rav Steinemann is the goal. When a Jew gets up in the morning, he has to say, how can I be Mekadosh Shem Shemayim? How can I be Mekadosh Shem Not, I'm going to go to a minion. I'll go to a Dafyemi. 
he goes to work. How can I make Kaddish Shemayim at work? What could I? How can I spiritualize everything in my life? How can I spiritualize my children? How can I spiritualize my marriage? There aren't two ways. And any area of your life that you don't focus on that, the Rav Steinemann piece, is the other way. It goes off the derech. That part of your life goes off the derech. That part of your life goes off the derech. I've been talking lately a lot about the suicide, assisted suicide, because it's making me mishigit. Because now it's already going and going. They just approved in Maine, the state of Maine, they just approved it by one vote that you're allowed to assist suicide. This is going now. That assisted suicide is, is okay. And there's huge pressure for assisted suicide. The hospitals want it. Everybody want, who doesn't want it. The relatives want it. They don't want to be bothered with very sick people. The hospitals want it because why should they spend a million dollars a week? To keep some out of alive, right? Who doesn't want it? The insurance companies want it. Who who doesn't want it? You know, they want it. They're burnish oil, right? But the pshat is the reason why this has become so before and so gully is because there's not value for life. Life is not a spiritual thing. Once you don't view life as a spiritual thing. Lahavdul's like a dog. If you have a dog that's suffering, so what do you do? Spend a million dollars to keep it alive? Put on a respirator? You have a chmanas on a dog. Give it an injection. Put it to sleep. Except for that Yid that called me here in Yeshiva with the Pikuach Nefesh Shaila. The Manal remembers I got this call. It was in Yeshiva. I told the Talmud in Shazmais. Got an emergency call. I was about to give shir. It was 12.30 in the afternoon. I was walking in the base of The secretary, Adina, tells me, emergency, somebody's on the phone. Pikuach nefesh. Pikuach nefesh. Okay. So I said, life and death? Life and death. Okay. I take the phone call. It was a life and death shot for a cat. There's a guy on the other phone, on the line from Brooklyn. wasn't even somebody from the community. He has a cat. The cat needs a kidney. And the doc, they could do a surgery and give the cat a kidney transplant. So what was his shayla? His shayla was, could he use mice or xophim? Because it was like $10,000 or $6,000 to, to, to do it. Could he use mice or xophim for the cat? That was the shayla. That was a big ochna for shayla. So I told him, he should write out a check to yeshiva. Give me the cat. That check is zikha. Royal mice or Give me the cat and I'll take care of everything. Yeah, everything will be okay. Yeah. But the pshat is that if a human life is nothing more than a heart beating and a person walking around, then what is it? Then we decide what's valuable. We decide are they being productive. But no different than Lahavdul, the way we would decide if a dog is being productive. Okay, so it's a different measuring stick. If you have an ox, you want it to be able to, to plow. If you have a poodle, you want it to be able to walk around and be cute. It, everything you'll measure according to your superficial gauge, is this worth to be alive? Is this worth to be alive? That's the world we live in. Ephraim called me about, the, about his wife's Baba, 
I had the same shayla. It was eerie because you were calling me when my mother-in-law was was just nefteres over Pesach. I had the same thing in the hospital. My mother-in-law was 86 years old. She had a heart that was running on ten percent at the end, maybe less than that. And they had every possible support: blood pressure to, to keep the pressure, pressors to keep the pressure up, and the, the respirator to do this. And it was my from Alzheimer's. And the doctors are coming in not once a day. Once an hour to talk to me. Right? They didn't realize I deal with these shilas day in and day out. I'm already, they, they, weren't, even, they weren't even giving me any soil. They were trying to make it challenging for me. You know, what are you doing? What are you doing? Mamish, like Nomi, was talking to me. like, do you think she'll ever wake up? And if she wakes up, will she be able to be productive? She, you know, all the... You know, I feel like I'm going through Megillus Rus. How can I explain to them that a Yiddish in Hashem, every minute that it's alive, what a schus, every minute that it's here, that my mother-in-law was there to have a Seder. Her son was there the day before she died. She had a Seder. He sang the Haggadah to her. They, they understand that. They understand it. No shaykhs. Hashem garnished. But the truth is, I'm bringing that out because all of us can understand to some degree how despicable it is when human life becomes cheap. That we can understand. But the truth is, every area of life is that way. If you devoid it, if you take out the spirituality from it, it's a garnished. You take a marriage, you take the spirituality out of it, it's nus. It's nus. Look at the world around us. Right? From a president. And in any president, you think Trump. Trump is a mile, because Trump, you, you see, is what you get. JFK. I grew up in the world with JFK. He was a Kohen Gadol. You said his name, Beresas Vizea. JFK. JFK had more notion than Gansevelle put together. The female JFK, JFK, everything's named after him. Right? What's the pshat? Because if there's nothing spiritual in a marriage, then all it is is a physical. And tomorrow you can wake up and say, yeah, pfft, Right? So really the aside of spirituality, anything you devoid spirituality from, there's the, the bottomless pit. It's a bottomless pit. There's no end. The Kloisenberger Rebbe said, Chetzadik Levrach, said, Yenagoy, I said it over Shavuos. Yenagoy, Yenagoy Ba'ashkelon. He took care of his father. He was a good guy. He took care of his father. His father got old. The Gemara says his father got so old that there was no use for him to be alive. Using a goyish mentality. So he took his father for a walk and uh, they called it quits. He killed him. And after he killed his father, he took his dog and he gave his father body, the carcass of his father, to the dog. The Rebbe Rebukasil. He says, What's the guy? Mushchas? If you read the Gemara, it sounds like the guy was a pretty decent guy. A pretty decent guy. He took care of his father. Wasn't the guy who he didn't kill his father when he was ten years old, which you hear about today, Nebuch. 
His father got a hold, and there was no use to live anymore. Assisted suicide. Nothing wrong. So why then did he give his father to the dogs? Zok the Halik had closed him the It was all with a kavanah l'shman. So long that his father was productive, whatever productive means, right? Productive. He took very good care of his father. His father's productive. Once his father lost his productivity, so there's no purpose. What's he here for? Put him to sleep. Put him to sleep. Okay, see, killed him. Once he was dead, he was saying, okay, so this is his father. Well, you should just take the body and put it in the ground. What a waste. Use his father for something productive. His dog, his canine, still has a tackle. So he could go around Kennedy Airport smelling bombs. So now his father could have an evil in his His father's carcass could be used for a canine. Kivaldik! Everything's just brought down. All the way down. Ramosha Zatzal says the same thing as the Kloisenberger. Not on that Gemara. By Ritzicha. The Torah says, When the Torah talks about murder, it says, don't, don't appease the earth. So Ramosha says, don't appease the earth. What's have to do with murder? What does appeasing the earth have to do with murder? If you say, you know, don't build yourself a mansion, don't appease the earth. Don't build yourself a golf course, don't appease the earth. I understand. What's Dr. Moshe? Because why does anybody kill? I'm not talking about a Meshuggah. Why would a, a people, a, 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 an O.J. Simpson, why did he, I'll tell you a secret, he's the guy, he's the murderer. Okay? In case you didn't know, he's the murderer. He killed his wife, his he killed his. He killed her, 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 her chava. Right? Why did he do it for? Him? Because he gestert em in his life. It bothered him. His life would be better without these two people. Well, this time a murderer. O.J. Simpson didn't walk around killing people. Only people that stirred his continuation. Zokra Moshe. Every murder is a chanifa to the arts. You know what? This arts is my arts. My. My earth, my, my dwelling, my world is being impacted by this person in a way that, that gets in the way. I'll kill him. What's Rebbe, it's such a deep idea what Rabbi Moshe and the Kloisenberg are telling you is that when you don't sanctify something, it's a bottomless pit. It's not either of Steinemann or you could be, okay, I'm not so holy. No. You have to, you have to strain yourself to put spirituality in everything of your life. And any area of your life that you don't spiritualize is an animalistic. There's no bottom. There's no bottom. And that's the Yisoyed. Your Nechosim have to be Kodesh. Your home has to be Kodesh. You look at the Gemara and Saita, everything is a contrast. Ishvisha, Zachu, Shechina Right? That's Rav Steinemann, right? Loizachu, so say Loizachu. They live in the Pomona and they have a Gans final life. They send their kids to Yeshiva and they, they go on ski trips. They're Gans fine. I don't mean to put down Pomona. They live like me. It's simple. You mentioned you have a nice life. You have children. You have fun a little bit. You go away for weekends. Why, why does it have to be? But the Gemara and Saita puts two extremes. Zachu, if there's Zaycha, Shechina Beneyem. It's based on Igdash. Loizachu Saita. The Territ says, even if you're not Rav Steinemann, but in your level, you have to always try to bring the Shechina into your life. 
And if you're not trying to bring the Shechina into your marriage, then it goes the other way. Then it's Eishei Chlasei. Those are the two extremes. There's no, there's no middle. Don't, don't falsely convince yourself that you could just be parva and everything is going to be okay. You just be regular. There is no regular. There's, there's a Chaviva Nefesh Israeli and there's assisted suicide. That's, those are the two worlds. Those are the two worlds in front of you. Either Kedusha or the other way goes all the way down. There's no end. So again, it doesn't mean Rav Steinemann. It means that's the goal. The goal is to put the Shechina into every element of your life. Somebody who doesn't give Trimus and Meisters, who doesn't give Trimus and Meisters, by him, his Nechassim his, his are devoid of spirituality. His, the way he's bringing up his home is devoid of spirituality. The end is Parsha Saita. Saita comes in the door. If you devoid yourself of spirituality, when we test the marriage, we take from the Karka HaMishkan to say, is this marriage able to have Ashoraz HaShchina? We take the Karka HaMishkan we put it into the order. Because Zohu Shchina Shuyah There's no other options. The option is either try to make your home into Shtukl Beis HaMikdash Ma'at or Chas V'Shalom That's why I mean, Karka HaMishkan you take from the earth of the Mishkan you take the woman to the Beis HaMikdash you take from the earth to show this is the option. There aren't other options. This is the option. Each Shevet has a job to take from the Beis HaMikdash into their lives. The Rambam writes in Dine Momenus in Ilchus Poel, the Rambam writes that Yaakov Avinu protected his father-in-law's nechassim, Shmira Yisera, Genufti Yerim, Genufti Laila, he stayed up at nights. There's different levels when a person has a, a job, there's different levels of employment. There's a level, we were working with the Manal this week about having chaperones on the 12th grade trip. For that we need a higher level, Shemina. That's like the highest. To be a chaperone on a, on a graduation trip, that's the shame, that's the shame Kodesh Kedosh. Right? You can't send, a, uh, one of the kids came to me and said, Rabbi, we don't need a chaperone, we have your son Shalom with us. I said, I'm sorry. He's taka, a holy Jew, but uh, you need more than that. He said, Rabbi, what are we going to do? Rabbi? We have Shalom with us. I said, Lemaise, to this, a shomer ear, the person who's watching the city, he's not allowed to sleep. He's watching lives. The Rambam writes about Yankee Vavinu that he washed his shver's cattle, Shmiri Yaseira, as though he'd be watching people. Genufti Yoim, Genufti Laila. Who was his shver? The scam of the generation. Mamish, the, 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 he, he put Bernie Madoff to shame. Bernie Madoff didn't give his, didn't give his Adam the wrong girl. Even Bernie wouldn't do that. No. So Yaakov Inu could have said, you know what, his nechassim. No. Genufti yoyim, genufti layla. Because to Yaakov Avinu, everything was Kaidish. And the Mela, his employment was Kaidish Kadash. Everything was Kaidish. That's the job of the Beis HaMikdash. The job of the Beis HaMikdash is that we take from the Beis HaMikdash into our lives. Into every element of our lives. Karka Mishkan is in your marriage. That's why when we machanach the Mishkan, we remember Yankov Avinu's Kvasi.
from love and agave. We remember that because that's our job. And each shevet has its own challenges. And that has to take the Shekhinah into its life. Into the area of life, Yehuda's challenges is different than Shimon's challenges. And Naphtali has his challenges. And in their lives, they have to bring the Shekhinah. And that's why each shevet is counted separately. Because the Karbonas have to be applied in their, in their life. The Kedusha of the Mikdash has to be brought out in that shevet's life. And that's the reason why the Torah is Mark of the Uriah. Each shevet separately. To teach us that we have to take from the Beis Hamikdash whatever shevet we are in life. Whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a businessman, wherever you are in life. Everything in life, you have to take. And, 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 and there's no area we're not. I remember I once went with the Hadachasana in Chicago when I was a Bacha. I wanted to fly. My parents didn't want me to fly. They were afraid, they were afraid of planes. So they, when I went to Eretz Yisrael, I remember I made a joke with my father. I said, I hope you don't want me to take a boat to Eretz Yisrael. So daddy was okay, I could fly. But in, in, in domestic, they liked that I, should, uh, I shouldn't fly. Anyway, so it was Chicago. My father said, no, maybe take a train. So I saw it meant a lot to my father. Son, I'm going to take a train. Who am I going to find that's going to come with me? All the Bachram flew. Whoever went to the Chasna. Not so. Ten guys went, they flew. Who's in Michigan to go on a train? Bensin Brody. The Chava I could rely on. I said, Bensin. And he's the type to fly. I said, listen. Yeshli, Abba, have a father. I know he'd make him happy if I... You want to come by train? He said, Givaldik, I'll come with you by train. So I took him by train. So he joined me. Get onto the train. I heard Amtrak has an express. I thought this was express. 16 hours to Chicago. 16 hours is long. 16 hours, okay, Nishkefer, okay, we'll manage 16 hours. I get onto the train at 9.30 in the morning. Announcement, you will be getting to Chicago at 11.30 a.m. I said, wow, two hours. It's quicker than a plane. This imam is quicker than a plane. I said, I'm thinking in my head, wow. Keep it up, Vahim. Psh. Turned out it was 11.30 a.m. the next day. So it, was, it, was, it wasn't an express train, it was a 26-hour train. <laughs> I was thinking, Rabbi al I was going to get off the train and hop a plane. I didn't know what to do, but I stayed. And Ben-Sian is a tire chava, but he sleeps very well on trains. So Lamai said, Elgishlofen, not the whole time, of course, but I mean a big chalik of it. And I don't sleep on trains. I was up the whole, I was pretty much up the whole time. Lamaisa, I met two people on the train that we that I got engaged in conversation because I had to because one of them was this college student that was pursuing priesthood. He was studying uh, Catholicism. He wanted to become a priest. Anyway, see, schmoozing with me, schmoozing about schmoozing me about Kiddush Hashem and why is it that the Jews, you know, they went into the fire for Kiddush. Anyway, I spoke to him for like an hour or two. I had no choice. I was sitting there in the, where you, you know, the, the room where you sit in the lounge. And he was there and I, I, he's talking to me. What should I do? I can't, I can't, there's no place, I can't say I have to go somewhere. <laughs> there's no place to go. No. By the end of two hours, the guy told me, I want to become a Jew. When I explained to him, Kiddush Hashem, I told him, a Jew is Kiddush Hashem, the Pshad is he can't live. That's his life. It's not mysterious Nefesh. They can't live any other life. Anyway, by the time we finished this conversation, she said, I want to become a Jew. I, got, I don't know what happened to me. It took numbers and this. I don't know. I don't know. What, 
But I remember then thinking, who knows? Maybe the whole trip was for that tachlis, this guy. Then I met somebody else. I thought maybe I was makar of him, but I was a Jew brother. When my mother-in-law was in the hospital, so one of the doctors wanted to understand my position. Why am I a Jewish doctor? Colombia. For some reason, it's Arab Pesach. I'm selling comments to Balabatim. I don't know what got into me. I decided I want to explain to him why. What a Jewish life is. What a life is. Not a Jewish. What's a life? In the middle of Mechir's Chomets, I took a walk. I don't know if you remember Yankee at the time. I walked out. I was on the phone. People were... And I started explaining to the doctor. This doctor was so intrigued by the way we view a, a Jewish life that he said he's macabre on himself to go every Shabbos to a minion. Just because it is. Just because now he understood. He, he understood. So you never know where Hashem puts you. You have a chiv over there. In that place, on the train, you're stuck. Over there you have to. Over there, that's your Nisayan. That's where you have to be. You have to try at least. You have to try. To try to be Mekadoshem Shemayim. And if you don't try to be Mekadoshem Shemayim, okay, if you go onto a train and you're stuck there for 26 hours and you're trying to kill time, then Gehenim is around the corner. If you're not thinking, how can I spiritualize? How can I make something spiritual out of this? Then Chas Roshalma goes the other way. And that's what motivates me. I always think about what the other option is. And the other option is mamish. Once you don't bring Hashem into your life, into any element of your life. Of course in Shul you bring Hashem. Of course you go to a Shul you bring Hashem. I'm talking about any element of your life. Once you don't bring the Shekhin in, then everything just falls apart. I go to Shabbos.